whenever the year that was, 78, 79, oh, good. I, he mu- his ears must have been burning. He heard me telling stories. Um, oh, by the way, it is. this is where we do our Where Are They Now? And so, Walter, we've got sponsors for this. Aaron, go ahead and let us know our sponsors for our weekly Where Are They Now? Fiber Collision Center is a GM, Nissan, FCA, Kia, Subaru, Ford, and Hyundai certified repair facility. Plus, they house the equipment to repair the Ford F-Series aluminum body vehicles. 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco or at BieberCollisionCenter.com. And by Myatt Fuels, your local choice for fuel delivery. You call, they haul. All right, there it is. Uh, Walter Abercrombie uh, joining the Matt Mosley Show. I mean, Walter, I was uh, I was kind of vamping while we were waiting on you there. And uh, what's scary is, you know, then I have to start telling whatever stories I have, whatever stories I remember about you. But my memories, you know, I always add about 30 yards to whatever you had in those games in my memory. The one, uh, and Walter, by the way, welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. It's good to have you. Hey, Matt, it's great to be back, man. You're talking about memories of you, of when you when I, of a player when you were a child. Well, I'm going to give you a memory of you when you were a kid coming in the Letterman's Lounge. <laughs> they couldn't control you, man. You were out of control as a kid. You wouldn't you know, sit I down. Think... You kept wanting to eat the pe- the you know the uh, the peppermint sticks. And I, gosh, you were you were a big hassle for your dad because your dad was a Letterman himself, and so uh, you all were pretty familiar with that time, but. But I'm turning the tables on you now, Matt. Yeah, the problem was that was about five years ago, what you're talking about. <laughs> nah, I, I, I appreciate the memory. You were a kid when I was playing here, no doubt about it. And uh, Oh, man. And, uh, but it's a lot of good memories in the 70s. Yeah, I, I, I do remember at least one injury I had after a game. And, like, you know, poor Mike Sims. I can't remember. Maybe it was somebody else in my family. Mike Sims, you know, has the game with you guys. He, the man's tired. The man's very tired. He's just ready to go home. And, and like, a family member of the Mosleys gets hurt, like, out on the field <laughs> after the game or something. And Mike Sims is trying to, like, help us out. I can't remember exactly. It was probably me. You know how accident-prone I am. But, um, no, the game I was trying to remember, the, the, the one that you, as a freshman, where you ran for so many yards, was that against the Aggies? And let, let me do this in my mind. Would Tom Wilson okay. have been coaching the Aggies, or would Emory Ballard? It'd probably be, had Wilson replaced Emory Ballard. Who was coaching for the Aggies? And am I correct? Is that the game you went for, like, 207? You're, you're, you're exactly right. It was Emory Ballard's last football game that he coached, or last season. I think it was his last game that he coached, literally. Um, and we were playing at A&M, uh, and um, we had uh, a couple of running backs who were in front of me. It was Greg Hawthorne. And by the way, both of those guys went on to play for several years in the NFL. They were terrific backs. I was a third-team back going into the game, and uh, – because of injuries, I got a chance to play at just a few minutes before halftime. And, uh, man, you know, you're talking about a magical moment in time for me to, as a freshman to play against one of the great defenses in the, in the conference uh, and not only have a big day, but we won the game. And uh, that, was, that was my debut, man, into uh, college football. 
So, Grant, I mean, whoever was uh, your the offensive coordinator was feeding you the ball. They knew quickly as a freshman, get the ball in Walter's hands. Now, who was – would that have been – I'm thinking of Duke. When I was coming – I was thinking about – was that Duke or was that after uh, Duke Christian? Who was calling the plays at that point? Gosh, man, uh, I, I can't recall exactly who our offense – you know, that was my freshman year, and I've had was a lot Wade, of was, was it Was Wade – you've had a lot of – was was Wade yeah. Turner your your running backs coach? Was that around then or not? was that after you? That was uh, that was after Wade. Uh, no, no, that was Wade came along. Uh, I think my sophomore year. That was after my freshman year. The offensive okay. coordinator we had at that time, he left to take a head coaching job, and then they moved uh, Wade Turner over to coach the running backs. Mm. Uh, and um, and I think it was uh, John O'Hara or maybe even Cotton Davison that uh, 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 became the offensive coordinator. And I forgive me, I, I'm uh, my memory is, is is fading, but I do remember <laughs> he was fine. one of those. I think it was John O'Hara who was our offensive line coach, uh, became our coordinator um, when uh, when the gentleman that, le- that was there my freshman year when he left. You know, it's funny. I still see speaking of uh, memories and everything. I still see guys uh, sometimes up at like the Cooper Fitness Center. And uh, Mick Junkin, who played at Texas and then played for the Steelers, he'll say, "Matt, tell Walter I said hi. He let me live with him when I was when I was a rookie with the with the Steelers." So Walter, I mean, those <laughs> memories, man. You you uh, you have a lot of people who'll, who still love you, and it's kind of fun because you have the you have the Steelers family, and then you have the Baylor family. And I guess as executive director of the uh, B Association. One of the really cool things about that, Walter, is you get to stay in touch with guys uh, a lot. And, you know, sometimes people lose touch. I've even lost a few of my college friends. That was mostly, I think, by their choice. But uh, you, it's part of your job is to stay in touch with guys. It is. And I call it a job, but really it's, it's one of the great pleasures of my life. Is, you know, I grew up here in Waco, literally blocks from campus. And so Baylor University and Baylor Athletics has been a part of my the fabric of who I am uh, for you know all of my life. And uh, when I got a chance to come to school here and play, and I was so fortunate to to uh, not only have have a good career here, but then I received some outstanding coaches with Coach Tapp and his staff, and and then the, uh, you know all of the great professors that I had here to help me uh, get through college uh, and graduate. But then my teammates, too, Matt. I mean, some of the finest men in the world who I'm friends with still today, I got a chance to, to play with them and, and, and see some outstanding leaders and how they get it done, man. And you know, guys like Mike Singletary and uh, Van McElroy, some of, the, some of the great ones. And I, I'm so fortunate, man. I've been the luckiest guy in the world. And now uh, with the B Association, have the opportunity to come back and and then get to know them um, on, on an even greater level, you know. Uh, um, and then to hear the stories about men who came along before me and hear their stories and learn about how this athletic department, uh, you know, sort of journeyed through the years and the ups and downs. Now, that's all fascinating to me, and I'm so fortunate to have the opportunity to be in this position to get to know, you know, Baylor people. It's been it's just outstanding. 
talking to Walter Abercrombie, executive director of that B Association. Walter, this Baylor team, you saw them the other day, that had to be a good sign to you, a former Baylor great at running back, to see two runners get 100 yards. That's almost like you and Gentry used to do back in the day. What did you? Uh, yeah. What were your biggest takeaways from that? I obviously the, the you got to feel better. The O line's been a little bit of an issue over the last few years, and and I think the O line had to feel very good about itself uh, after that Texas State game. Watching Ebner and watching Abram Smith, what do you uh, what do, what do you think about their 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 styles and 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 the threat they they both put on opposing defenses? Well, I think. They're obviously both outstanding running backs. I think uh, Abram Smith has been a real pleasant surprise for the offense. I mean, he, I think he started out at the, at the linebacker position, and they were looking for sort of that tough-nosed back that could take it every down if he has to, and they found him. And Abram has really filled his shoes there in uh, uh, a need that I think that they probably didn't know they were going to ha- have. The thing that stood out to me uh, with both backs going over 100 yards, Matt, is, is uh, the play of the offensive line. And I think going into that football game, there were some questions about the line. Well, you know, they didn't do so well last year. How are they going to pull it together with this new offense? And and uh, and not really, you know, not sure, you know, exactly. They're, they're learning the new the new style of play. Um, Nobody really knew uh, what was going to happen, and they came out and, and you know, you say, well, it's Texas State, but let me tell you something: Texas State is a pretty competitive team. Uh, they they played competitively all all last year. They lost some games, some very close games, and they were a good, I think, a good competitor for us to go against uh, last week. And Baylor did a good job. They handled them. They did what they supposed to do. They dominated uh, on the ground. And for uh, for a first football game, I think you want to walk away with those type of uh, positives. And, and so I've, I'm proud of them. They did a good job. All right. Uh, well, it's it's going to be fun this year. The only thing we got to clean up with Gary, can, ball can't come out on those option plays. Now, you remember, <laughs> um, uh, boy, Jay Jeffrey, the man was really good with option about that time. And Lance McElhaney was at SMU. He was incredible at that. What, what what were the why were those guys so great? And part of it is Walter, you as a back, you got to get to the right spot so they have enough room. Um, but but was Jay uh, almost as good at Lance? I mean, Lance was unbelievable. It's so funny. I see Lance around Dallas now, <laughs> and he doesn't look like he played quarterback, Walter. But those guys were those guys were incredible. Their timing on that thing. But I guess the key is. Um, just spacing, and and then did, was there a certain way that Jay you wanted Jay to flip that thing to you where where it made it easier for you? Well, Jay Jay and Lance, they, you know, both special guys who could really execute the the option. But you know, I'm a little partial because uh, Jay uh, was was um, he, he had the timing down. He was such a talent, man. A lot of folks don't don't realize it but jay was a threat running the ball and uh and so was lance but but jay was really he 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 may not have looked like he could run fast but you let him get past you and he's off to the races and that guy just had an amazing sense of timing 
uh, and he challenged the defensive end every time, every time he went down the line of scrimmage with the ball to carry out the option. He always had, you know, the defensive end had to make sure that Jay didn't turn up field because if you took your eye off him, Jay was going to turn the corner and he was going to burn you for 40, 50 yards. Mm. But he challenged him, got right in their face, and when they bit on it, he pitched it out to us. And, and uh, so, he, you know, I, I just thought that, you know, a guy who's probably underrated in terms of his ability to run the option is Jay Jeffrey. And, um, and I'm not kidding. He's one of my best friends today, but, but Jay was really good at it, and that's why we led the conference that year uh, in offense, and it was largely because of Jay Jeffrey. Yeah, and, and, uh, and, and, of course, his brother was a great player at Baylor, too, Neil, and that, that, what a, you know, that's, that's a cool story there, the two brothers both being uh, playing a big role in going to the Cotton Bowl. All right, well, we've hit the 4 o'clock hour. I could do this all day with you, uh, Walter. I appreciate it. I did mention, by the way, that event coming up at the Waco Convention Center on October 29th. Tell us real quickly, how can people, if they wanted to attend that Baylor uh, Hall of Fame, that's a, that's a dinner, it's a, always a really cool thing that you all do. How can, can they still sign up for that? They absolutely can. They can call Tammy Harden at 254-710-3045. That's 254-710-3045. Or you can just email Tammy underscore Harden, H-A-R-D-I-N, at Baylor.edu. Matt, thank you so much, man, and uh, I hope you get a chance to make it to the banquet this year. I hope to be there. I'd like to broadcast from there. You know, the the, the day before or something, kind of get everybody fired up. You know, the Mosley show. Nothing fires up a crowd <laughs> like the Mosley show. All right, I'll, I'll be there. Get the peppermint sticks out uh, for uh, Saturday, and I'll try to swing by. I'll see you soon, Walter. All right, thank you, man.